Inside the scarred up heart Inside a raging storm The word is angered Cause Satan has declared a war I'll fight this battle, Lord Because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you at war I'll take up the sword of truth because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you You died for me Though I led such a shameful life Grace has set me free So I'm honored Hello everyone, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn and welcome to today's program. we got an awesome program for you today and we want to invite you to come and join us at Rig Ministries. We're located at 215 Industrial Avenue right here in Carmi, Illinois and we have a daily service Monday through Friday at 1230. So if you're in the area, just drop in and join us. Now sit back, listen and enjoy today's message and then do us a favor and share this CD. Pass it on with somebody that you love. Help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Dying love to you. You died for me. Though I led such a shameful life, grace has set me free. So I'm honored to struggle. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and we've got an awesome program for you today. We have Terry Hopkins and Joe Arview together. And Terry Hopkins was recently at our home church, First Christian Church in Wayne City, for a revival May 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, 2014. And what an awesome revival we had. Many lives were touched and many lives were changed at this revival. And May the 3rd, Joe Arview joined us. And that's the program we have for you today. And Joe's been a really good friend of Rig Ministries ever since we started in 2007. And I know you're going to enjoy Joe's music. And if you'd like to get a copy of some of uh, Joe's music, then you give him a call at 618-927-1986 and order some of his great music CDs. Or book him for your church or your Christian event. Joe also preaches... Uh, revivals around the area and he'd love to come and minister with you here's that service we had recently at the first christian church in wayne city with joe arview and terry hopkins take it away joe 
world at war Yet there's no sickness, toll or danger In that bright world to which I go Well, good evening. Is everybody happy tonight? Is anybody just happy, happy? Maybe. Is there anybody in here that might be happy, happy, happy? <laughs> they all a bunch of rednecks. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Thank goodness. God loves rednecks, doesn't he? I don't know what to sing, but I, I think I'm going to sing a song. My cousin Bobby, are of you? You've been called Bobby in a while? About as long as it's been since I was called Little Joe. Uh, we're first cousins. I mean, we had some before that, but we're first cousins. <laughs> I could, t I, really, I could t spend the whole time telling stories about him and, and me, probably. <laughs> but 
Uh, I want to. I just want to say this: that my family is very important to me, and uh, I'm going to do a song that that is going to make you think about your dad. Because every time I sing it, I try to sing like one of them old art, one of the older views. Y'all family like that, where you got the older ones, and then the middle, and the younger one. We're we're about to become the older ones because the older ones are about to become dead. This is a, one of the most beautiful melodies that I've ever sung before. It's called Let Me Walk With You, Jesus. I've been on the mountain with Jesus. And I've been in the valley so long But not one time has he ever failed me When to him with my burdens I go He found me when I was so lonely he found me when I was so blue He found me when no one could help me And I did not know just what to do So let me walk with you, Jesus don't ever leave me alone For without you I just could never No, never make heaven my home If I had the riches of this world And I had all that money could buy And I had not the love of my Savior I'd rather be dead than alive so let me walk with you, Jesus Don't ever leave me alone For without you I just could never No, never make heaven Never, no, never make heaven my I'll tell you what, them old tunes are just hard to beat. I'm not an old guy. I'm only 50, but I'm going to tell you something. There's something to be said about old, beautiful melodies. And y'all don't get in no big hurry. You know what I'm talking about? Because 
you got to let that thing play. Amen. I'm tired of all this, everybody running around in such a big hurry. You're probably thinking right now, I ought to get busy. I ain't doing it, eh? Would <laughs> they tell me of a home far beyond the sky? They tell me of that home far away. And they tell me of a home when no storm clouds rise. Home, they tell me of an unclouded day. Home, the land of cloudless day. Home, the land of an unclouded sky. Where they tell me of a home when no storm clouds rise. Home, they tell me of an unclouded day. Well, they tell me of a home where my friends have gone They tell me of that land far away Where the tree of life in eternal bloom Sends its fragrance through the unclouded day Oh, the land of cloudless day Oh, the land of an unclouded sky Well, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise Oh, they tell me of an unclouded day Pick it, boy on his throne that is wider than soul in that city that is made of gold oh the land of cloudless day oh the land of an unclouded sky would they tell me of a home with no storm cloud drive oh they tell me of an unclouded day they tell me that his smiles on his children there His smile drives his sorrows away And they tell me that no tears ever come again In that lovely land of unclouded air Oh, the land of cloudless day Oh, the land of an unclouded sky Could they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise Tell me of an unclouded day Don't they tell me of an unclouded day Amen How many of y'all got grandkids? You, you, you old people did not prepare us for this. I have a new grandson. He got he came to me two years ago, and uh, I thought I knew everything. But this is like a new chapter of love in the book of life, and I'm it's freaking me out. Hey, look at this shirt. I'm cool. You know, if my grandson was here and he wanted me to take it off, I probably would. You know, stand on my head and whatever. I'm Papaw. That's who I am. <laughs> Used to be cool. Now I'm Papaw. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, when he was born, I wanted to give him a fifty-dollar bill. Just <laughs> but I didn't feel the same way about my kids. <clears throat> I don't know why. It's just different, isn't it? I've been trying to think of phrases. Everybody's got them, you know. You send them home, you play with them, send them home. And if I'd known this, I'd have had them first. And 
I don't know. I don't have my own phrase except for it's a, it's a chapter of love I didn't know was there. <laughs> but I got to, I got three boys that I raised, and I am proud of them. I really am. And I want to share a song with you that I wrote a long time ago. Spent a lot of time writing it because it's all about life. And uh, it's, it's, I call it the baseball song, but it's called I Love Him Again. I don't care if the sun don't shine Long as I'm with this boy of mine Playing baseball with an old wooden bat What could be any better than that? Well, I guess I'm just a family man Cause I'm sure not a baseball fan Think I'm gonna tell him I love him again Now I'm 39 and I'm holding on to a little boy Going on 14, girls and hair on his lip Living on potato chips He's becoming a man a little too cool Just enrolled him in high school And I think I'm gonna tell him Love him again. Now he's 29 and he's holding on to little boy who's just been born. I suppose I recognize that look of love in his eyes. Now he's a godly man, walk and talk. Don't reckon he'll ever fall I think I'm gonna tell him I love him again Now he's 39 and he's holding on To this old man still singing songs about life Love God family Things average folks don't see Like giving your love to your little boys Take them fishing instead of buying them toys Think I'm gonna tell him I love him again Now he's 49 and he's holding hands with this old dying man Life so short Seemed like yesterday We were playing that baseball game And where I'm gonna be a better place When my boy shows up someday I think I'm gonna tell him I love him again I love him again and again I love him again I used to be aggravated with them kids I remember the first time I said, everybody get in the van. They all did. I didn't have to pack nothing. I thought I've arrived. Based on that song, you can tell I'd give everything I own for that. One more day with them little guys. My middle son is my namesake. His name is Joseph William Arby III. I'm Joseph William Arby II. My dad's Joseph William Harvey the first. You figured that out? My grandson is Joseph William Harvey the fourth. 
When the third was eight weeks old, he had a stomach problem. We had to take him for a surgery. You know what it's like to take your little babies and have surgery done? It's just about as hard as anything you can do. Only thing worse would be a funeral. But I went to this hospital and, you know, they put him on one of them tables and then a little bed on top of the table. And he was going to have a surgery the next day and they put an IV in his head and strapped him down, told us don't pick him up, don't hug him, don't, you know what I'm talking about? That little boy, he just screamed and screamed and screamed and screamed until he didn't have a voice. I don't, I don't want to see that doctor on the street. I'd like to hear him scream a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? I just, I don't want that to happen. But that little guy lay there in that bed. Well, you know what you do whenever your, your baby is going to have surgery? You pray. And they told us it was a 50-50 chance. You start hearing numbers like that, and it makes you pray. And, it, and you know what? You pray, and just let's all just get honest here, all right? When you pray... Most of the time, you don't feel like anybody is listening. Are you honest? But what do you do? You pray anyway, because that's your faith. That's your faith. You believe anyway. And you believe that God's going to be in control and it's going to be okay. Well, I prayed for that baby until I couldn't pray no more. About 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm watching him. And I saw a big hand come out of the ceiling. Just a little vision for me. You know what I'm talking about? The Lord did that for me. That little hand, that big hand, come down over that little baby and just sort of rested on top of him and then went through and just sort of dissipated into the floor. And I knew right then it was going to be okay. Well, it is. Fast forward 25 years, I'm in a waiting room. My son, that was eight weeks old is now going to be a dad and his wife is back there in the delivery room along with my wife along with her mom and I'm in the waiting room where men ought to be <laughs> I don't smoke but I'd pass out cigars a long time before I go back there amen but I was getting phone calls from my wife telling me how things was going and it was going bad his heartbeat was slowing down. He was, he was trying to be born, and he was in distress. And so we're all a-praying, you know. And there's a nurse in there, and she's a Christian nurse. And she's been telling him, you better be a-praying. You need to get a hold of the ear of God right now. Isn't that cool? we still got some Christian people. Talk about God in public. So... It started going bad, and she, she kept calling me, and finally she called me, and she said, it's, it's really bad. He, he's not breathing. He's born, and he's not breathing, and his heart stopped. Oh, man. Man. I didn't know what it was like to be a grandpa, so I didn't have that experience yet. But I knew my son was hurting so I run back through the doors, run back there. And him and my wife are standing there in the hallway, and I run up and grabbed him, and we fell to the floor. They'd run everybody out of the room, you know. We began to pray. My son says it best. Pray and don't describe what you do. You beg. Please, God. Please, God. Because you know what? God can do it. You know he can do it. And here's where your faith prays again. You know he can. About that time, the door was busted open behind me. She, the nurse was hollering. He's moving his hands. He's moving his hands. I looked back, and sure enough, man, his hands and his feet was all straight up in the air getting with it. He's alive, you know. 
Amen. Well, that was our journey began then because they airlifted him to St. Louis. We took off up there. Oh, man, it's the hardest thing in the world, you know. And there he is, this little baby on that table just like my son was. Little bed on top of a table, strapped down. They're lowering his body temperature. You know, they was worried about this oxygen thing. He didn't have oxygen to his brain. They wonder if he'd be a vegetable. They wonder if his organs was going to work, all that kind of stuff. And, and he hadn't opened his eyes, and I was real concerned about that. About 3 o'clock in the morning, we'd been doing that praying thing where you, you get up out of your chair, and you walk up to the baby, and you look at the baby, and you pray. You stand there, and then you sit back down. You can't sit for five minutes. You get right back up and do the same thing over and over again. About three in the morning, me and my son, one on each side of this little baby, praying. And all of a sudden, them little eyes opened up. He looked toward, my son looked toward me and back and forth. And I knew it was going to be okay. There's the people all around that will tell you, don't worry, it's going to be okay. What well, ain't your grandson? Amen. You get peace from God. God brings peace. All the way from heaven, he sends peace right down there into our hearts. But what I learned is that sometimes babies don't make it. They don't come home. They go to be with Jesus. Y'all believe that? I looked around in that hospital and there's babies that did not make it home. They made it home. So what I learned was it's going to be okay. And I wrote a little song, and I'm going to close with this, and I want to thank you for letting me come and speak. And I'm sorry I took so much time, but it just takes it. Y'all stick around, okay? This little song is called Here With Me. This day must make you wonder If you're gonna make it through The time has come for you to find The faith I've given you To see your baby lying there All lifeless and alone Is something I can help you make it through I faced that with my home When I gave you Jesus My one and only son This battle that you're facing now I've already won And I hear your cry And I know just what you If you never hold that baby there He'll be with me Well, I know you've had your doubts And your fears have abound Now you've got to trust me I won't let you down that child of yours is coming home Just you wait and see Lift up your eyes this day And see your victory Cause I gave you Jesus My one and only son This battle that you're facing now I've already won And I hear your cry And I know just what you need If you never hold your baby there He'll be with me and Though the thunder's shaking And the rain fade your view and the lightning strike 
stuck in your path I'll be here for you For you Cause I gave you Jesus I want and only son In this battle that you're facing now I've already won Well I hear your cries And I know just what you need If you never hold your baby there He'll be If you never hold your baby there He'll be God bless you. Brother Joe. Thank you. Just thank you. As I sat there, uh, I thought, Lord, you know, I guess the greatest thing any of us can do is be transparent about who we are, what we are, and about loving. And I'm going to tell you something. When I grew up in drunkard's home and left home, my dad threw me out when I was 15. 10 miles down the road was a 10-year-old little girl, and her name was Betty. I went on to live a life of a hagan. I got into everything you could possibly think of. Stealing everything. I don't think I've ever been truly, truly honest, Brother Joe, about the depth of that. And so many people tonight, it was so humbling, said, oh, we've listened to the Terry Hopkins story. We've listened to Terry and what, bus 19. And that's humbling. And it's Jesus' story, but it's Terry and Betty's testimony. And there I was, a 15-year-old boy, thrown out of the house of a drunkard. And 10 miles down the road was a 10-year-old girl named Betty, growing up in a Baptist deacon's home. She grew up, graduated with honors. She went to West Georgia College. I didn't grow up. I went to Atlanta because I was afraid I was going to be arrested. Went to Atlanta and started selling drugs. Went to West Georgia and met a little girl that lived 10 miles down the road from me when I was doing all that and her name was Betty. And I talked her into dating me, and I talked her into marrying me, and I was like a vulture. I didn't know God, I didn't want God, I didn't want nothing to do with God, I didn't know how to love, I knew how to lust, but I didn't know how to love. Betty and I got married. And Brother Gary, during those years, I had two children that wasn't Betty's. And when I married her, I said, Betty, if I ever can, I said, I will get those two boys. So I'm giving you fair notice. Betty was 19. We had been married less than a year, and I got a call that said, come get them. And at 19 years old, Betty Hopkins had two sons 
that weren't biologically hers and discovered she was pregnant with our son, Joshua. Betty and I weren't saved, and I was still living the life of a hellion and dragging her into the pit with me. But when Josh was born, we kept waiting for him to bring him, and Joe, they didn't bring him. And finally they come in and said, we're going to have to take your son to Emory. And then they came back in and said, do you have a name for him? I said, well, we've been talking about a name. And they said, well, you need to have a name for him before he leaves. You don't want on his certificate to just say, baby boy. Hopkins. They didn't think he was going to live. I left Betty in the hospital in DeKalb County and went to Emory with Josh. I sat there and I said, I don't know if there's a God. I don't know who you are or what you are. But I'm going to tell you something. If you'll do something for this boy, if I ever can, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Josh lived, and we got to bring that boy home. He had a lot of problems. As Betty and I spiral downward, and so many of you came in and said, oh, I heard bus 19. Well, everybody relates that to me. I was working for Betty Hopkins. She's the bus captain. I was the doorman. I remember getting up one morning with a hangover when that bus blew the horn, and I looked out my window this is five years down the road after Josh was born. He was five, almost six. And I looked standing out there, the only one standing waiting on that bus. He had gotten up and putting on his corduroy suit and cowboy boots and was waiting on that bus. And when he got on that bus, God shot me in the heart. And I said, I don't know what's going on here, but I just know that I am so wrong. Now, most of you have heard, oh, thank God we had somebody to love us enough and care enough for us that came down and told me about Jesus. And Betty went to church, and Betty got saved. But Betty came home, and the reason I got saved is because she did. You say, well, Terry, who really led you to the Lord? It was Betty Hopkins, my wife. And we got saved. And here Betty had, had started at 19 years old with three boys. And I'm going to tell you what. March the 16th of this year, we had our 40th wedding anniversary. But let me tell you something that's as big as that. Five years ago, my little boy Joshua, I preached at his ordination service. God saved our boys. God called our boys. And they're all now, one pastors, one's a choir leader. Josh does all the I don't know what it is, the music and everything else, and it's a God called deacon. You know who did that? Jesus did that. And that's what Joe was talking about tonight. And I sat there and I thought, I love my family so, and, but I have never been this honest about who I was and what I was. But I'll tell you what will change your life forever. 
is knowing the love of God. And if you don't know the love of God, you don't know how to love others. You don't know how to care for others. I'm telling you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. When Jesus came to the Hopkins house, it changed everything. And I want to publicly say tonight to Betty Hopkins, you are my hero. Forty years, forty years, and God saved Betty, and God saved Terry, and God has wore us out tonight. For forty years, I sat there and thought about all the things, and Joe, God touched my heart. And he said, Brother Terry, why did you do this? Oh, I, I had a sermon. That's for in the morning. I can come in here and blow in, blow up, and blow out tomorrow. But tonight, tonight, I want you to know there's people here that I know that were invited to be here. And it's not important to have a good message. It's not important What's important is that you know that God loves you, and it's no mistake you're here at this time. I don't know what's going on in your family. I don't know what's going on in your heart, but I know whatever it is, I know who can fix it. And his name is Jesus, and he's the King of Kings, and he's the Lord of Lords, and I love him supremely with all of my heart. And I thank him tonight for everything that he has done in my life. But now, what do I want more than anything else tonight in this place? And this what has driven me since God saved us, July the 18th, 1982, is I want you to know the same Jesus I met. He loves you. He wants you. The night I got saved, I sat there and I said, God, I can't promise you I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm lying. I'm going to drink. I can't promise you I'm going to be a good husband. I've never been a good husband. I can't even promise you I'll be a good daddy. Joe, I wasn't. I said, God, I just can't make you any promises. And the God of love, the God that is love, said, Terry, I don't want your promises. All I want is you. And I thought, God, why would you want something like me? And you know what? When I quit fighting God, when he came into my heart, when he came into my life, it changed everything. And I, all the things that have happened today have been so remarkable. And, and, and only God can put the dots together like that. The Monday morning I got up, in my testimony I talk about looking out that window. And those were the whitest clouds and the bluest sky and the greenest grass and it smelled good. And tonight I sat down with Joe and Joe said, Terry, I want to tell you something. You don't know this, but I was on my way to Nashville and he said, I was fixing to put some songs and he said, I could only put 10. And he said, I was trying to figure out which ones to put on. And he said, I had your tape in there. And he said, you were talking about you looked out that window that morning and it was the bluest sky and it was the whitest clouds. And he said, I, the lyrics in one of my songs, he said, God told me that's the song I want to sing. It's not the Terry Hopkins story. It's the Jesus story. And I so, you have heard, we could have stopped when Brother Joe stopped. But I have absolutely obeyed God and done what God So I don't want you to leave here so much talking about Terry Hopkins. 
But I sure would love to know you left here and talked about the God of Terry and Betty Hopkins. I would love that. And that's what God wants you tonight. Now, you know how simple it is. Going to heaven is the simplest thing in the world. You know why? Because on that cross at Calvary, Jesus paid it all. He did everything that had to be done. He suffered every bit of shame, every bit of sorrow, every sin of every person that has ever lived. And then died and paid the wages of sin as death and then rose from the dead. And he said, your part, listen to this, it almost, I go in the prison so much and sometimes they go, Terry, can it? Can that be? Is it it that simple? And I said, yes. Repentance. That's just simply saying, God, you're right and I'm wrong. I'm a sinner and you're holy and I'm sorry. And believing for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God so loved you. He gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes, not perish. And then he said, as many as receive Jesus, I give them the power to become even as the sons of God. You've never seen him. You've never heard his voice. But he said, that is your part. Now, we're going to give you an opportunity to do your part. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to just sit for a moment and think. Am I saved? Have I given my life? I remember the night my daddy got saved. I remember watching him hold on to that pew. And I remember when he turned loose. And thank God that he did. And I want to do something for you. I don't want to embarrass you. And I don't want to come to you. But if you say, Terry, I'm not saved but I sure do want you to pray for me. I don't know the Lord. I want you to just simply acknowledge to God by raising your hand, and I'd like to pray for you. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to embarrass you, but if you say, Brother Terry, I'm not saved. I just want to simply raise my hand and acknowledge that tonight. Every head's bowed. Every eye's closed. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just pray and ask you now to have your will, God, to have your way. Oh, God, I just pray and ask you now, Lord, the best I know how. Lord, as you convict hearts, and Lord, you'd give people strength, Lord, to come and come to you and accept you. And Lord, let you have their life. And Lord, I pray for those that are saved tonight. Lord, I don't know uh, what's in their family. I don't know, Lord, what's hidden in their heart or what sin may be. But Lord, you do. And Lord, I pray, God, tonight would be the night, Lord, that they'd come back to you. Lord, they'd repent of their sins. And they'd find the will of God in their life. So, Father, in a few minutes, I just pray you'd have your will and have your way in this service. We ask you to do that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Why not tonight? What better time and what better place than to be where God's people are where there's the presence of God and allow God to do in your heart what he so desires to do he loves you supremely I said this earlier today I said this just a little while ago in this building just let go let God you don't have to worry about what you're going to do tomorrow God will do what he wants to in your heart.
God will do what He wants to in your life. But you got to give it to Him. The hardest thing to do, the hardest thing for my daddy to do was to turn loose. The easiest thing he ever did was when he did and when he came to Jesus. And you know what Jesus said? Jesus just said, come. He said, hey, if you're thirsty, come to me. He said, I'll give you. He loves you. He loves you.
we're going to linger just a minute. I honestly don't think the Lord's through. I remember throughout the last 30 years, people that said, well, if they play one more, if they'd have given one more altar call, if they'd have given one more invitation, I would have come. died right now, do you know if you would go to heaven? If you were standing at the gates and the angel asked you, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? Do you know the answer? There is only one answer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is the doorway to heaven. Acts 2.21 says, It shall be that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. <laughs> because if thou shalt confess with thy mouth Jesus is Lord, and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's Romans 10.9. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That's the way. That's the road map to get out of any situation that you're in. And that's to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that. Anybody can do that. There might be somebody right now listening to this CD. And they might be ready right now to find their way out of this darkness that they're in. Out of this pit. And if they'll just... Pray a little simple prayer right now with me. God is going to save you. Just say, Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my Lord, as my Savior. I believe Jesus died for my sins. His blood was shed so that I could be forgiven. And I believe that he has been raised from the dead. I surrender my life to you, Jesus, and I accept you as my Lord from this moment forward. I receive the forgiveness of sin through your shed blood, Jesus. Take out my old heart. Lord, give me a new heart, a new spirit, a new life, and I will follow you with your help, by your grace, all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. At the crossroads of life, lost without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. And was a tract the preacher had read his words still echoing in the back of my head I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past and I called his name this chance would it be my last and I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree Lifted up my heart Down on my knees day I met Jesus foot of the cross Broken heart and lonesome So long I had been lost I left a Well, friends, we hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you prayed that prayer and asked Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. We look forward to hearing from you at 618-382-4622. Now do us a favor and pass this CD on and share it with somebody you love. And this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, and we'll talk at you later. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be. Love to tell everybody what happened to me. I 
so ashamed when I thought of my past. 